Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. Welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. This is David. I've got Jason here with me frantically typing away on his laptop because today we are going to cover the four phases of parenting. For those uh, expert owners that are out there, if you're running a business, you're in the workplace, whether you own your own company or not, you're coaching, you're teaching, whatever you may be doing, uh, those of us with kids, we want help. We all need help help. Well, Jason and I, we've got a combined nine kids. I've been married for uh, this year will be 25 years. Jason, at the end of this year, it will be 23 years. So combined 48 years almost in marriage and nine children. And uh, I've got three grown that are out of the house now. Jason has one, two, yeah, two out of the house. Holy cow. So we only have four left in the house, teenagers. And we have found after all these years, there are four phases of parenting, and I'm going to give you those four phases, and then we're going to talk through each but, but of those. why in the world would we be talking about this? I because mean, we're it's We're on the important. Expert Ownership Podcast, and what David and I have discovered is it doesn't matter how well you do in business if your family falls apart. So It's tough. That's right. It is a little bit of an encouragement, and, and I'll give you a little shameless plug for my podcast with my wife, Tori, um, the Beauty and Battle Podcast. We really do focus in on you know, I, I guess for lack of better terms, a leader is a love life. Yeah. So we got entrepreneurs and ministry leaders and all sorts of stuff who listen to that podcast. And we really like to talk to people who, you know, are, are high achieving and out there just doing stuff and, and they want to, um, see that their relationship grows. And so I, I love that because now that David and I have some crossover here on the expert ownership, David's idea was, Hey, let's talk about parenting on yeah. expert ownership podcast. And typically you're like, no, we just got to talk about entrepreneurship. We got to talk about building your business and finances and systems and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, why we'll are you doing those things? You're doing them for your family. Yeah. So if we can incorporate some good parenting principles into our our lives and our, into our families, what you'll find is it'll help your business. Because how many of you have ever gone uh, to work and you had gotten into a fight with your wife or you had overreacted to one of your kids and you hurt their feeling and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That type of emotional drain on you will affect you at work. So we've got to get our family life right, our marriages. Again, go to the Beauty and Battle podcast. We've got to get our parenting right. We've got to do these things so that our businesses can flourish and our finances can flourish. So that's why we decided we're going to talk about parenting today. Yes, we love it. Because these kiddos, imagine making like you have this huge uh, sale and you make all this money and then you call home to celebrate with your wife or one of your kids or, or whatever and they don't want to talk to you or you've hurt their feelings earlier in the day, which, hey, we've all been, <laughs> we've all been here before. So four phases of parenting. The first phase. Let me, let me give you all four to start. Okay. And then we'll dive back into them. Go. So here they are. Referee. Phase one. No, that's babysitter. Sorry. Babysitter is phase one. Yes, you're right. Referee is phase two. Coach is phase three. Teammate is phase four. The goal is to get them into teammate phase. Okay. That 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 stage of becoming your teammate. And what we always say is 
if the kid can honor the parent at each stage, they can move to the next stage. So if a kid doesn't learn to honor his parent as babysitter, then he can never learn from his parent as referee. You know, but then as a parent, as a referee, if the the kid doesn't honor their parent as referee, they can never move to their kid, excuse me, to their dad or mom being their coach. So, so basically the babysitter phase is you're caring for their needs. You're keeping them alive. You're giving them security because that's the, the number one human, human core need is security. Number two is identity. Number three is purpose. Number four is competence. Number five is belonging. So it's, it's, it's security is number one. So you say in the babysitter phase, that's the security. That is taking care of their needs. That is nurturing them, bonding, all of those things. Yeah, that's where provision and protection come in. Right. So as the babysitter, you know, as a parent in the babysitter phase, you're basically, your job is to keep your kid alive. (laughs) That's right. And care for them and nourish, nurture their emotions. You're a babysitter. And this is why, you know, and I, Tori and I were talking about this the other day when our kids were young, we had read that book, Baby Wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now science and research is all coming out. That's kind of pushing back on some of the stuff that Baby Wise said, where you have to let your kids cry, you know, all through the night, and just teach them that they're not the ones in control. The parents are in control, and and there is definitely some truth to that. But um, Tori and I tried that with Trey, our first son, and he cried one night, and he probably cried for a solid two hours, and finally he stopped crying. And after he stopped crying, we walked in there because Tori was sitting there saying, no, we, I want to go in there. I need to, I need to check on him. I'm like, honey, baby wise says we can't do this. And so she, she honored me in, in that. Well, we walked in there and he had got his leg caught in the, the bar of the crib. Oh, and he was literally almost hanging upside down. Oh, he was crying because his leg was almost broke. That's horrible. I know, but listen, I can't believe you we went just from, told that story. We went from baby wise to baby unwise. And with every kid after that, if they cried, <laughs> we go in and check and now they've got cameras and all that kind of stuff. So back then there wasn't, yeah, quite we're, that we're much. old, you know, you put them to, you put them down in there and then they start crying. Yeah. You walk out and let them cry a little bit, but if it doesn't stop for a little bit, go back in there and check them. And so anyways, we went from baby wise to baby unwise, but when the kid cries, and again, I'm not a parenting expert, so I probably got some moms on here who totally disagree with me, but if a kid cries, they're asking for something, you know, if they're whining, whining. and you, you as a parent know what's the the cry when your kid needs something and the cry when your kid is just whining. So you don't, you've got to, in that stage, that babysitter phase, that's when you're teaching your kid that when something is wrong or you need something, mom and dad got you. Yeah. Well, they then the, that, that's right. And you want to take care of them. Then the next phase would be referee. That's your setting the boundaries. This is the way life works. Yes. This is the way we honor the Lord. This is the way our home works. Right. And, and this is now right here is the cone of learning. I love Dr. Kathy Cook, K-O-C-H. She talks about the cone of learning. And this really helped me out a lot. Um, it, it, I, those of you listening to the podcast, you don't uh, have any video here, so you don't get to see this. But if you imagine you make a kind of like a, a funnel shape with your hands, your two hands where your palms are closer together and then your fingers spread out um, with for a wider opening at the top, when they are young, you got to keep things tight in the referee phase. Yeah. Right? If you say something, they've got to do it. Right. And, and if they don't, there has to be a consequence and it needs to be in love and all of these other things. And so, but as they grow older, imagine the division the in your head now. They are growing up 
like they're getting older, they're going up the cone. So now they're going up toward the wider space, which means if you keep the boundaries tight early, as they get older, you can loosen the boundaries. In other words, they have more freedom because now they have an internal boundary that has been built in the referee phase. The problem is if you don't apply the boundaries early and often and consistently, the cone flips. You're really wide at the bottom and allowing them just free reign. And you're not really being like a good referee when they're young. As they get older, guess what happens? You have to start clamping down. That is an issue. And that's when rebellion begins to come in. Now, all of a sudden, they're getting the keys to a car and they got a phone in their pocket, but they've never learned boundaries. They've never learned yeah. that they, can, they have to respect the rules of the home. So the babysitter phase and the referee phase, they blend in together. Obviously, you're going from babysitter to referee here pretty quick. You know, where your kid's probably, I don't know eight, nine, ten months, whenever they can start disobeying, you turn into a referee. That's too early, man. Um, But that referee is where you outline the rules and you enforce the rules. This is the point where you as a parent, your kid has to understand that you're not just their friend. Actually, you're not their friend. You're their parent. If they can respect and honor you as parent, which means that they're obeying the rules, then one day, yeah, you can become friends, like really good friends. Um, and you're constantly blowing the whistle and throwing the flag. You feel yeah. like you're doing that all well, day just long. Just think about this. You know, God creates Adam, puts him in the garden, and the very first thing he says to them, it, him, obviously he had already blessed him and said, be fruitful and multiply. But then he says, look, he, his first command is about what Adam can eat and what he can't eat. So Adam is not to be driven by his desires. He's to be guided by God's word. He's to remember what God said and act accordingly. That's a boundary. That's what God did with Adam. So he, God goes in there, puts him in the Garden of Eden. Obviously, God was a babysitter because he had to put everything in there to make sure that Adam was provided and protected. Then he became his referee and says, okay, eat everything, but don't eat those two. That's right. right. Instantly, he puts boundaries up. And Adam has to operate according to God's word. You don't hear Adam saying, okay, well, why can't I eat those? Like, why, why, you know, like... It, this wasn't this back and forth God now has to explain to Adam. He's like, don't eat those things, you know? And so this is what happened, and God outlined the rules, and so we see God as referee. So but then the rest of the Bible shows us as God as coach. And, well, yeah, that's, that's the good. third phase, and then it moves into God as teammate. So, so for our kids, usually the coach phase, you know, there's no, like, there's no marked age from one phase to the next, it's really based on a maturity level and a responsibility level. How are they handling responsibility? How are they doing submitted to your authority? So from referee to coach, that's a really important one. Could be 11 years old, could be 15. You know, you just don't know or somewhere in between there. Yeah. Um, The coach phase is when you teach him how to win the game. That's right. This is all about motivation and inspiration. You don't have to teach them anymore. Like, okay, this is out of bounds over here. This is the free throw line. Like if I'm talking about coach in terms of basketball, like this is where you shoot a free throw and this is where the three-point line is. You don't have to teach them any of that stuff anymore because they already get it. But now you're showing them literally, how do you win the game? Now, ultimately, yeah, when you get teenagers and you're coaching them, you're still going to have to blow the the whistle. You're still going to have to throw the flag as referee. Again, these these things are... You know, it's not just you move from one phase to the next and you don't have any bleed over. There's bleed over for a long time until your kids are out of the house and they're fully functioning and you're just their teammate at that point. And they may they may come back and ask you for advice and you can be a little bit of a coach. But this is important because when you watch a, a professional sports game, let's just say NBA, the NBA finals are on right now, I think. 
or something. I don't know. I don't watch NBA. It's way too woke for me. Me too. But we don't turn the TV on to watch the referees. But the referees are are important, right? You you turn the game on to watch the players, but the players are being coached. Someone is inspiring them and motivating them on how to win the game. That's the coach phase. We want to teach our kids how to win the game. Here's the dangerous part is that when your kid is doing something that requires you to be the referee and blow the whistle or throw the flag and enforce the rules, but you're trying to coach them, that's a problem. You know, how many times have you seen a kid throw a temper tantrum for, uh, you know, like in the grocery store at a restaurant or whatever, you know, you got some six-year-old kid and yeah, you want to be able to coach them how to win, but they're throwing a temper tantrum and you see the parent like, Dakota, we use our words. If you use your words, Dakota, things yeah. are going to be, it's like, please don't hit mommy in the face. It's like, dude, no, dude get a hold of that, that boy. Moment, become that referee. <laughs> Put them in timeout. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, right. David that's and I got spanked. I spanked my kids, you know. I mean, in love, you got to do it in love. That's exactly right. But right there, don't be the coach. You be the ref. You you're, blow you're, that sucker. You're trying to coach a child that is emotionally out of control. And that's the issue is we even know this. Emotions will trump intellect or logic all day long. That's why the mainstream media is constantly pushing fear, 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 fear. Fight, 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 fear, fear, fear. It just doesn't stop. And then yeah. it, because they know that you can be controlled when you're just on an emotional high, you don't even think logically. So we're sitting here with our kids in an emotional absolute fit, and you're trying to logically talk to them about using their words. Anyway, sorry, Jason and I get a little, I get agitated, that kind of stuff. But anyway, so in the, in the coach phase, we want to teach them how to win the game. And this is where we really, as parents, we get vulnerable with our kids. We begin to open up to our kids. Um, we, we talk to them about our own struggles, right? And then we, we can coach them and say, here's how we won. Here's how, here's what God did in my life. This is the power of testimony. This is why we can't always just sugarcoat everything. It's almost like the, the Instagram influencers. They only will show you like portions of their lives that are, everything is perfect. Or then it flips to the other side where they just sit there and cry into the camera. It's like, stop this nonsense. Are you kidding me? But just be real with your kids. And I really found especially in today's day and age, that parents in the coaching phase, please don't use your kids as a pawn to build your influence on Instagram. Oh, geez. Don't video everything. Can you just have some moments with just you and your kids? Can we, can we just stop filming or stop promoting everything that we're doing with our family on, on Instagram and just have moments where our kids know, you know what? I don't care about anybody else knowing that we're in Gatlinburg on a sky lift headed up to a roller coaster. It's just you and me. Yeah. And then you can have some special moments. And so when Jason and I have been talking with younger parents about this kind of stuff, and a lot of times it's an epiphany because I say there are memories God wants you to share in the coaching phase that can only be between you and your children. No one else needs to share in that memory. So don't video everything. Yeah. Just enjoy well, you can video, some of those memories. You can video everything, but just don't post, don't all post it. it all. Let me go back to the referee stage and just say something real quick. You know, when you go watch a basketball game, a really good basketball game or a football game or whatever, but specifically we're talking basketball, um, you know the best referees are the ones that don't call everything. They're the ones that actually let the players play. You know, where you, you know it, they could easily go down there and just blow the whistle every single time that the two big guys down there get get rough with each other. But the best referees let that stuff happen. 
right? So I think as a referee, we need to make sure that we're not blowing the whistle all the time on every little thing. You know, so some stuff, you let it slide. You know, anything that involves rebellion, outright rebellion, the whistle gets blown on. But mistakes don't. Like, I remember uh, Michelle Bachman, she had, you know, she ran for president. We um, know her. She's a great lady. And she's got several kids. And she was telling us, she's like, guys, say yes as much as you can. You know, don't don't always be the one that has to be the rule enforcer. Try to say yes as much as you can. And I think that posture then allows you, when you do blow the whistle, your kids know that you don't want to blow the whistle. Yeah, but the key is, though, the cone of learning is tight in the early years. Ones, twos, threes, fours, you've got to be tight then. You're not saying yes often then. You can say yes often as teenagers because you've been tight at the beginning and it opens up with more freedom as they get older and as they mature. So that is super important. We so cannot forget the cone of learning. So it's babysitter. It's where you're keeping them alive. You're providing and you're protecting. It's referee. You're outlining the rules. You're teaching them the game between right and wrong. The coach, you're showing them how to win the game. Like you're giving them strategies on here. Here's the best thing to do. You know, like this is where you, you teach them about work. You teach them about how to, how to do, um, uh, this is where you teach them a trade, you know, in the coach, but then last it's teammate. This is where you walk alongside them in the journey. And this is what you want to do. You want to walk alongside your kids in the journey and, and to become their teammate where you're wearing the same Jersey. That's right. And that's when, you know, like obviously, you know, some people, parents already out there, their kids have gotten married and, and now they're, they're grandparents and their kids are coming over and, and you're, you're really on yeah. the same stage. You're in it together. You're spiritually serving together. You're praying together. You're, you're serving together. Uh, this is a, this is a special phase. I've got three in this phase. Well, I've got two and a half in this phase and then I have two and a half in, um, in coach phase. So you just never know where you are. And, and it, these four phases really have helped us immensely learn and understand just the, the the complexities of parenthood and parenting and all of this other stuff and and how we can bend and flex based on where they are in this phase the teammate phase is ultimately where our kids get to where that is that's an incredible connection just even my my two daughters um this is david speaking so my one's in college my one is a senior in high school and i can see the one is a half, half coach half teammate and the other is teammate and I can just see it all right in front of my face as my wife and my daughters are talking and the conversations they're having. And then Lori gets off the phone and her and I are walking around the block and we're praying for our kids. And just the, I can even see it so clearly. I'm like, yep, that's teammate right there. You're a hundred percent teammating <laughs> yeah. with Ella there. The problem comes is that when you're a parent and you're in the coaching phase and your kid keeps doing something that puts you back in the referee phase, referee phase, and God forbid the babysitter phase. I mean, this is where we find parents who their kids are living with them. They're still doing their kids laundry and the kids, the guy's 30 years old. He's living in the basement. He's playing video games. And now you're the babysitter and you're the referee. You can't be a coach or a teammate for him. So this is why we want to make sure that we move our kids through these four phases. And in doing that, then our business, our finances and all that kind of stuff take on a whole new meaning. Cause now we have a family that where we can experience peace so anyway, that's the four phases of business. Uh, so four phases of business. Four phases of parenting on a business pod, podcast. So anyway, we just wanted to do this real fast, um, make this quick for you guys, and and just give you something that's really helped us. 
And as we've seen, it's grown, you know, grown us as parents. Obviously, we failed at every area, and all of us have. But God is still king, and he still, you know, has a plan for each of our kids. So hope this blessed you. In the meantime, listen, guys, we're, we're pumped to just be on this journey with you. Go to expertownership.com. If you have not joined Owner Suite, we've, we've had some of the most fire webinars. We do a couple a month, but when you're part of Owner Suite, you get a chance to come and, 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 and listen and join in to some of those webinars we've been doing with our good uh, master coach, Eric Beck. We've got some other guests on. We did, uh, we did a um, webinar on the power of listening prayer in your life and your business. Oh my gosh. And Christine Lee ran that for us and it was fire. It was so good. So join us expertownership.com. And I want to thank our um, podcast sponsor, Christian healthcare ministries. One of the best decisions David and I ever made. We got into Christian healthcare ministries early on in our business and it completely replaced blue cross, blue shield, Aetna and all those other, uh, insurance companies and now we're part of a health sharing plan that has helped us immensely so go to chministries.org and um and you can learn more about them so in the meantime don't forget that you are a faith-filled entrepreneur and that god has freedom and success planned for you and god will give you peace and power and if he chooses profit comes right along with it and you'll use that for kingdom impact all right We'll see you guys next week.